Tonight we're going to break our pattern just a little bit, and I think you'll see why. Uh, let's turn to um, John chapter 19 and verse 38. Most of us have, I mean, yeah, 19, verse 38. Most of us have heard of this man. Uh, he, there is little known about him. He's uh, not one of those well-known uh, people in the Bible. He did not uh, do a lot of things, but uh, we are going to be introduced to him in John chapter 19, verse 38. It says, And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Then uh, took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulcher wherein was never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. Now, we've heard uh, of Joseph of Arimathea. Uh, the best that uh, people can tell, Arimathea was a city of Galilee. It's the same city uh, that we would know in the Old Testament as uh, Ramah, it was where Samuel made his headquarters. Um, how you get Arimathea and, and Ramah to work together, I don't know, but uh, that's what the people who are supposed to know said, so I'm just relaying that to you. But I, I love the way John introduces him. He says that he was a disciple of Jesus, but he was a secret disciple for fear of the Jews. Now, he had good reason to fear the Jews. We can let me just read you a few other passages here. Luke twenty three fifty says, And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a counselor, and he was a good man and a just. The same had not consented to the counsel and deed of them. He was of Arimathea, city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. And uh, let me read uh, Mark's introduction. It says, Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God. Now, this tells us a little bit about Joseph, that chances are he was one of the priests. We don't know that 100% sure, but he was this term counselor that was used in the Bible referred to a specific set of priests who the high priest would keep in sitting in, in his quarters in Jerusalem so that if anything came up that he needed to ask, these were the men that he would seek counsel from. Now, being that he held a position in the very presence of the high priest continually, we would understand why he might be a little afraid for his person and his well-being in being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Another thing that would 
that I believe it's Luke that tells us, uh, yes, that he was a good man and a just. Now, there are very, very few people in the Bible that God calls good. Joseph was one of them. And I just want to offer something. Sometimes I've heard preachers preach about the cowards that came out when Jesus died, uh, Joseph and Nicodemus. But one of the things that I, I just want to interject here, something to think about, was Jesus had started his church with the 12 apostles. When we get to the day of Pentecost, we have about 120 followers of Jesus who were in that room. I, I pretty much guarantee you that Joseph and Nicodemus were among that 120, would you? Would you agree with me there? I mean, I certainly would think that they were. But the church did not receive its power and its proper place of operation. It was in existence before the day of Pentecost. Where was Joseph, who was a strong believer in the scripture, to worship God? In fact, where did the early Christians hold their assemblies? In the temple, didn't they? And he was not going to turn his back on those things until he understood God's complete plan. And that's one of the reasons why I believe Joseph was what we would call a secret disciple of Jesus. He didn't understand. Of course, he couldn't spend enough time with Jesus. And this is just my sanctified imagination, but... Uh, I do think that it fits with the character that Joseph just wasn't another coward who was really afraid to follow Jesus. He was not like the Jews who were afraid to follow Jesus because they loved the praise of men more than the worship of God. If he had been in that number, we wouldn't have met him here. Amen? And so this man, Joseph was a very uh, well-to-do man. The Bible tells us that he was rich. History tells us that Nicodemus, uh, too, was a very wealthy man. That these two, these two men uh, would have been the equivalent in their days of our uh, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. I mean, though, that's the level that they were on. I mean, they were just way up there and, and above... Many of the other Jewish people, and in fact, that's why they were honored and allowed to keep their positions. And it says that Joseph was not in consent to their deed. As they had the trial at night, Joseph wasn't there. There were too many people that knew he had too much character to participate in such goings-ons. And he was not a part of that, he goes in, and you, you look at this, it says he went in, one, one of the Gospels says he craved the body of Jesus, another one says he begged the body of Jesus, another one says he went boldly into Pilate. Now, this would have been late in the afternoon. Uh, one of the commentators I read said that he would have gone to Pilate's personal dwelling to accomplish this deed. Now. What he bases that on, I don't know, but that sounds uh, pretty uh, convincing. I mean, 
Joseph wasn't worried anymore. The break had been made. And he was going to stand with Jesus. It tells us here that the tomb actually... In, uh, in Matthew, it says, And he laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. Apparently, Joseph, though he was of Arimathea in Galilee, being that he was on the privy council, he was in the city of Jerusalem all the time. He had prepared to die there. And, of course, as a Jewish person... What city in the world means more to you than the city of Jerusalem? And it so happens that his tomb was very close to the place where Jesus was crucified. I mean, he, he had his preparation made that he would be buried close to the temple. He wanted to be there. And, and, and this is something, and when Jesus died, he took his tomb and gave it to Jesus. Isn't it interesting how all of this was put in place? I'll tell you, you have to be a spiritual person to walk with the Lord and let Him do things with you that neither you nor He or anyone else is aware. And all of a sudden, when the events unfold, everything is in place. That is true spirituality. Amen? That's the kind of things that God loves to do. And he used this man named Joseph to do it. Now, someone says that Joseph was sent to England and started the first church in Glastonbury, England. That's just tradition. Uh, I would think that Joseph, being a counselor, was not a young man. He would have been an older individual. The fact that he had his tomb prepared tells us again. He was not a young man. He was an older individual. I don't think he went. Uh, and one of the reasons why we also don't believe that is because they said he planted his staff in the center of Glastonbury and it became the first of the Glastonbury thorns. Uh, and, I mean, you just you read some of these ancient writings and you just sit here you know, what was this monk smoking when he uh, wrote this passage out? Does anybody know St. Patrick's miracle? Uh, he had a cut in his arm and a tree grew out of it. Um, now, if that actually happened, it would be a miracle that a tree would grow out of a human arm. But uh, seeing that it takes... 10 to 15 years for a normal tree to grow and what would be rather heavy to drag around. I don't put much credence in many of these <coughs> traditions that go around. That's why I like to stick with this book right here called the Bible. Amen. There's a lot of wonderful things in Joseph of Arimathea's life that we just will never know about. But the one thing, the couple of things I want us to understand was Joseph was waiting for the kingdom of God. When Jesus came, he was very cautious. He took his time. He investigated thoroughly. He understood. He knew why he believed. He was a man of great biblical understanding. 
and yet his life was ordered in such a way as when Jesus needed a tomb, he hadn't purchased it for Jesus. He had purchased it for himself. But it was there for Jesus to use because Joseph was serving the Lord. And sometimes we just go through life and we wonder why uh, our life is, is, it just seems to be boring and nothing exciting is happening and, and we're just walking through and, and, and we wonder, I'll tell you, God is still using you. Dora's testimony, I live one block away from this church for years and I never knew it was here. She said, I, keep, I kept praying and I kept saying, you know, I, I need to find a church and I'd heard about your church, but I didn't know where it was. And she said, I was walking out one day and I run into two of your daughters who gave me a track. You never know what's going to happen. Amen. You just serve God faithfully right where you are. And you know what? There'll be people that'll criticize you, just like they always have. Joseph of Arimathea, he was a secret disciple. He was a coward. He wasn't willing to take his stand. He sure took his stand here. Going into Pilate, the Roman governor, he wanted to make sure that Jesus at least received a proper burial. Do you know how many... Uh, uh, people who were crucified received proper burials. Most of their friends were afraid to even identify with them because they'd afraid they would be next. The typical thing for a crucifixion in this was you were just literally carried to the garbage dump over the side. Uh, that is the way they did things in those days the same place they took all of the dead animals and threw them over the side of the mountain of Jerusalem into the dump there that was, uh, it was just an untold place. But he went in and he made sure. He said, I'm going to get Jesus' body. He's going to have a burial. Let me tell you, without that, we would have very little evidence of Jesus' resurrection, would we? Jesus was put into a tomb where everyone knew. The Pharisees knew where it was. Mary Magdalene, the other women knew where it was. The disciples knew where it was. The governor knew where it was. Everybody knew where Jesus was buried. If, he had just, if his body had just been hauled off to the garbage dump, the resurrection would not have the evidence that it has. But God had two men, two very righteous, very religious men, Nicodemus and Joseph, to make sure that all of his word was kept to the very T. In fact, there was a prophecy that he would... Um, Make his, um, I'm, uh, it's just slipped, so I can't remember it. I'm not going to misquote it. But uh, they prophesied that Jesus would be buried with the rich, and he was. So we, we look at our scripture. We look at Joseph. Don't condemn him for being a secret disciple. He was no longer a secret disciple when he understood that there was a church 
that there was a place to serve God and the story about Glastonbury and all of that, um, we, we don't put any credence in those kinds of myths and, and miraculous things like that. But as we even hear the mystery surrounding the life of Joseph of Arimathea, it's intertwined with Jesus' church now, isn't it? And that's the element of truth that is there. Joseph served Jesus through his church. And this is the life of Joseph of Arimathea. There's a lot of things that we can learn. He was a wonderful man. I know we were supposed to do L tonight, but I couldn't find any L's that had to do with the resurrection. So we went back a letter and got Joseph, all right? And so let's just have a quick word of prayer, and then we'll get into our prayer time tonight.